When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Explore today's must-have trends and innovative styles at Mrs. B's Clearance and Outlet. Shop one-of-a-kind finds in today's must-have trends. Explore wall-to-wall deals, furniture, flooring, mattresses, home accents, seasonal favorites, and more. Discover unique new home decor, pillows, accessories, and more. There's something perfect for your style and budget. There's new inventory every day at up to 80% off suggested retail. Discover the style and savings of Mrs. B's Clearance and Outlet. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Guazala, and I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. With me, as always, someone who's a little more skeptical of the institution via Zoom video chat, as has been the norm for the past month or so, Kristen Stuttered. Hello. It is me. I am here. I'm back. How you doing? You know, I am hanging in there. Upsies and downsies. How about you, Joe? How's how's your quarantine? Just about the same. I feel okay when I forget. Yeah. And then I remember. Yeah, if you just think of it as a day that you, you know, just don't have much going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like a day with very few plans. To have have the privilege to do that is is very nice, and I do not take it. Oh, truly. Well, we have been doing quarantine playlist episodes. Uh, we have done five so far, and that is where I create a playlist, all songs that are quarantine-themed, and I do one song from each artist of a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class, and we're working backwards. We are going to do the class of 2015 today. 2015. Do I remember anybody from 2015? Is this the year that the Beastie Boys got inducted? No, ma'am. God damn it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to pull anything as Nobody? much as I normally believe in you. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> you live to uh, to inspire me to reach to greater heights. Always. Man, is, let's see, who else, who, else is, who else is in the hall? The yeah, that might, be a little, that might be a little wide <laughs> of a net. Is this, uh, is this the year Elvis gets in? <laughs> yeah, Elvis was a longtime snub. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's good to see him finally get in in 2015. Yeah. You know, it just took a long time for the hall to get over his appropriation. Yeah, that was a that was a huge problem with this set. They were upset. They were like, "Look, we have to get in every black artist that he stole from before we put Elvis in." That was the hall. They're principled. Yeah, absolutely. And by by no means did they induct Elvis the first year and then Sister Rosetta Tharp in 2018. That Certainly not. Absolutely not, not my hall. <laughs> All right. Well, not my hall. Let's, uh, as you know, I, I like to tell a story with the songs in the quarantine playlist. So why don't we start off with a song that kind of reflects the way people might still be feeling but definitely we're feeling at the beginning of all this let's listen to panic song by green day (laughs) 
That was Panic Song by Green Day. That is off their fourth album, Insomniac, from 1995, which was their follow-up to their breakout smash hit album, Dookie. Panic Song was not released as a single. At 3 minutes 35 seconds, the longest track on the album. I was just going to say it was very long for an early Green Day song. Right. it's because they had like a minute of instrumental up top. Like mm-hmm. they really padded that song. Yeah. Otherwise beginning. it's a, it's a standard Green Day song. Yeah. It's uh, like that, a minute 45. That intro is super fast to the point where it made Trey Cool's hands bleed, the drummer. Whoa. That's that the is... story from the studio is that it, it broke the calluses on his hands. Wow. I also learned that this song is the only song on the album that was written by an additional member of Green Day. The lyrics were Mike Durnt and Billy Joe Armstrong. All the other songs on the album, the lyrics are just Billy Joe. Just BJ. Just Beej. BJ. Just Beej doing Beej. I don't know. This made me want to go listen to some early Green Day. I mean, they yeah. kick ass. They're You're, just they're great. good. I think people thought they were a little corny because they had a musical made, you know? I think and that that's kinda, understandable. That'll knock you down a few pegs. With the serious music snob set yeah. while kind of expanding your base to among others. high school theater kids, just yeah. like big time. Yeah. But it does. Yeah, yeah. It, and like tourists. Uh, but like right, yeah. they, they cashed in a couple of chips and they, they made out fine. It would just like was interesting to hear some early Green Day because I was looking through their catalog though and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even know that they put out an album this year, for example. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you? No, I did know. I, you know, actually, I know because of their single. They released a single that I heard, which is called Oh Yeah, which heavily samples a song uh, from the next artist. Yellow? What? Oh Yeah by Yellow. Oh my God, the Ferris Bueller song? Yeah, the Ferris Bueller song. I fucking roll. So they heavily sample a song from an artist that they were inducted with in 2015 which I thought was interesting. And it's this next artist. So as we kind of continue along the the story of the lockdown and the quarantine, what's happening is that we are victims of circumstance. And that is the name of this song by Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, Victim of Circumstance.
That was Victim of Circumstance by Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. That is off the album I Love Rock and Roll, which is her second studio album, but her first with the Black Hearts. And that is from 1981. Not released as a single, but a fun song nonetheless. So far, a pretty groovy playlist. A lot of fast guitars and baby, I like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a fun one. Punky guitar driven rock songs that get in and get out. What song does Oh Yeah sample? Do You Want to Touch? Which is a very not quarantine lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that is not uh, a social distance song. song. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess like, do you want to touch? You can want all you want. You but just, then they say, oh, yeah. Not. Yeah. I, you, oh, yeah, yeah. They do say, yeah, many times. And that's probably uh-huh. what they sampled, I would guess. So she's got bad reputation. Was that on the first album? Because they yeah, referenced her bad reputation. She mentions her bad reputation, which was on the first album. Yeah. The first album yeah. was called Bad Reputation. Are you a victim of circumstance if you're like talking about your bad reputation all the time, perpetuating your bad reputation? Not to victim you're, you're blame. You're victim blaming. Yeah. But like. <laughs> that sounds like Kristen. Yeah. You know me. <laughs> Classic. Classic victim blamer. She's practically asking for it. That was the name you of the know, next album. Around. Asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the next album was, of course, Album. Ooh, there's a song on Album called A Hundred Feet Away. I thought about that. It's for a different time, part of the quarantine. That's, that's for when super things lockdown. Get, yeah, when things get severe. <laughs> yeah, God. I hope we never have to use that song. I hope we're not in lockdown for so long that we have to circle back and play the Do the second. artists again? <laughs> Do the classes over? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, me oh too, my God. Me too. <laughs> Me fucking too. Let's mm-hmm. continue the story here. With the lockdown and the quarantine, things have been canceled. People have canceled the, their plans. Things aren't happening. And people have to, if they're smart, uh, say no to things. So let's listen to a song called Dropping Out by the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. <laughs>
That was Dropping Out by the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. This is off their third album, which has a name that I think you will really love. The Resurrection of Pig Boy Crabshaw. Why you gotta do that, Paul? Come on. I can can actually explain that. This release was from 1967. And the year is, that Pig Boy did come back to life. Yeah, he came back. <laughs> the reason they called it this is the main guitarist, Mike Bloomfield, left the group. And the, I wouldn't call him a backup guitarist, but the second guitarist, Elvin Bishop, who you might recall as the guy who accepted his induction wearing overalls. <gasps> uh, that guy ruled. Yeah, that guy's great. His nickname is big boy crabshaw and so he kind of became the lead guitarist and so it was like it's pig boy's turn i mean do you buy the fact that that guy in overalls was nicknamed pig boy crabshaw (laughs) does that can you tell is his last name crabshaw his name's elvin bishop i mean where does a pig boy i could see that being some sort of nickname crabshaw I could see being some sort of nickname. Pig Boy Crabshaw, that's an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> it's really it's really beautiful. Uh, wow. And I'm, I'm a big fan. Also, I guess worth noting, the band, for some reason at this point, was calling themselves the Butterfield Blues Band versus the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. They are a good band. I enjoyed that song. It was fun. It was also quite short for especially like a blues song. Yeah, this is by far the shortest song on the album. And of course, the album I'm referring to is The Resurrection of Pig Boy Crabshaw. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The second song is nine minutes and nine seconds long. Yeah, it is fully. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So Yeah, they have plenty of blues explorations, but not this one. Not this one. Man, I mean, that song was cool and I liked it. I think they're a cool band. I'm still dubious about their fame, but they are cool and I'm glad I got to know them. They are my go-to example of a band that I learned about through this stupid institution. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Let's continue the story, Kristen. It feels like every week we have some songs about loneliness, just because that's kind of the prevailing sentiment and vibe of this lockdown. So let's listen to a song called Lonely Town, Lonely Street by Bill Withers. You can walk along the crowded 
That was Lonely Town, Lonely Street from Bill Withers. That was off of his second studio album from 1972, Still Bill. The singles off this album were Lean On Me and Use Me. You can imagine why this song maybe was not remembered, or at least there were other songs people were focusing on from that album. Well, I see that Sheryl Crow it looks like, did a cover of this song. Oh, interesting. Or Oh, no, wait. She released it as a single, 2020. Sheryl Crow, Lonely Town, Lonely Street. Sheryl Crow featuring Citizen Cope. But if dances don't lead to romances You might as well be I mean, it's featuring Sheryl Crow and Citizen Cope, which makes it sound decidedly like the late 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. So it's got that kind of, uh, it's got that inauthenticity. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like some fakiness to it. It makes it sound a little overproduced. 
this was released. It's both a acknowledgement of our situation and also, you know, a tribute to the recently passed Bill Withers. Wait, when did he, did he die last year? He died like a month ago. What? Yeah. So that's why she put out this Is song. It, were we already starting to be under isolation when it happened? I think he died maybe the beginning of April. Oh, yeah. So we were, I mean, I've been in quarantine for... He died March 30th. I must have just been too caught up in how long is this going to last? What's going on? Yes, that's why I mean Cheryl released the song mostly as a Bill Withers tribute because he had just, just died. Did he have COVID or no. was it just a... He died after suffering cardiopulmonary arrest. Oh, wow. Gosh. RIP to Bill Withers. Great artist and uh, a very memorable induction. Truly. Let's move on to another song of loneliness, given the lockdown and the social distancing. Kristen, if you want to hug somebody, you can't. So you're going to find yourself with Empty Arms, which is the name of this song by Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble.
Sip on the go with a Starbucks iced shaken espresso. Our signature roast, shaken with ice, then finished with a splash of milk. Customize it to match your style on the Starbucks app. Make today a good day. That is Empty Arms by Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. That is off of the posthumously released The Sky is Crying album from 1991. That was a compilation of songs that had been unreleased. That song, though, had been on a previous album in a much different version. That was on Soul to Soul, the third studio album from the group. And it's a much slower, less kind of perky blues song. This version is much more fun and has like a, a great Stevie riff in it. And it feels like kind of classic Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stevie Ray Vaughan is what you think of when you think of the blues sound. That song just sounded like, it just sounded like the blues. It sounds like Stevie. Yeah, he has a very, not only does he have a very iconic and recognizably blues guitar sound, but he also has a very Mm -hmm. blues vocal. Voice, yeah. When did he die? He died in... 1990. Okay, like, he didn't just die, right? (laughs) No, he's been been dead for a good 30 years. Was he posthumously inducted? He died in 1990. So, yes. (laughs) Kristen, as you might recall, we are doing the 2015 class. Do I? Do I recall? I might. I guess not, based on all the information I have. I might recall. Yeah, Uh, just to review for, I guess, our listeners, but mostly Kristen, this is the class of 2015. Cool. Who inducted him? John Mayer. Oh, that was with the guitar and his little guitar. No. Yeah. That was Albert King. Oh, Man, they let John Mayer do it. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's funny. The two artists that like John Mayer has to induct are Stevie Ray Vaughan and Albert King. Those are like his probably two favorite artists. So we've had a few songs about loneliness, uh, which is an obvious side effect of this lockdown. But also a side effect of this lockdown is boredom and just not really doing much and just kind of existing so let's listen to a song called hanging round by lou reed
That was Hangin' Round by Lou Reed. That is off his second studio album, Transformer, from 1972. And in that song, if you listen closely, I think you can hear the backup vocals of the star producer of that album, David Bowie. Well, well, well. And I think you can also hear the influence of David Bowie just kind of on that track. It has certain flourishes that, even though it is kind of a bluesy song i do think it is a very bowie type song as well yeah it's got it's got the vibe i forgot that this was such a good class huh pretty good class it is a good class yeah i i'm glad lou got in i think that was a good move i thought that was you know the kind of just little character pieces that's his style like his writing is just little pastiches of new york underculture (laughs) yeah (laughs) it feels like you know and you can get such a glimpse of a person with just a few sentences yeah i like kathy was a bit surreal she painted all her toes and on her face she wore dentures clamped tightly to her nose totally i that is the exact line that really stuck out to me i was like (laughs) Because also it's like, yeah, was there probably some young party girl in the village who wore dentures as a weird accessory occasionally? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. With a name like Kathy. I mean. <laughs> Did that song ever get released or anything like that? That's just no. like, that's just a. Just an album track. Because man, that's an album full of great tracks yeah some would argue that's his best album how did he become so mainstream Uh, do you think because of the bowie connection like yeah maybe i mean although i think that's a question that uh he has asked himself you know like how on earth did lou reed become like a major star with with big hits like radio hits yeah 
that's wild because it doesn't also seem like that was his dream or anything absolutely either. not he was not trying to do yeah. that well, then it's like, okay, there goes everybody's ideas about manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you opposite. You know, if Lou Reed accidentally got famous against all odds and against all his effort, I mean, he must have wanted people to know who he was. He must have wanted people to appreciate him. But And, you know, Bowie was drawn to Lou Reed, obviously, because of his work from the Velvet Underground and then was invested in making sure that this guy had the freedom to express himself and to collaborate with that guy as well. Good for, good for him. You know what? Good for him. Good for old Lou Dog. <laughs> yep. As yeah, good was, for Lou as Dog. Like to be called. <laughs> He got a second life as Sublime's dog. Some of the stuff Lou Reed did towards the end of his life is not that far from that. He did an album with Metallica. Really? He did an album with Metallica because he had such a good time playing with them at the 25th anniversary of the Rock Hall. What? Yeah. But So, see, you're always like, it's bringing together all these great collaborations, and then something like that happens. I'm glad it happened. You know what I mean? I may never listen to it, but I think Have you ever listened to it? Have you listened to any of it? No. I've obviously seen the concert, but I like that it happened. I like that Lou Reed does whatever the fuck he wants. I do too. I mean, that is cool, but I mean, I just wish he didn't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. The name of the album is Lulu. Some of these titles are... What do we got? We got Mistress Dread. Very in your All right, let's move on. You know, one of the things about this lockdown, the quarantine, is that it is, it's a difficult time, but we have to do it. So why don't we listen to a song called I Know It's Hard, But It's Fair by the five royales.
that was I Know It's Hard, But It's Fair from 2015 Early Influence Inductee, The Five Royales. That is from 1959, released as a single and went to number 18 on the R&B charts. I liked that song. It was really fun and good. And it was definitely a bit of a my best friend's girl, a little Jesse's girl, a little bit of that, a little Perhaps precursor, a little early influence. First, yeah, the, the one that set the stage for all those classic songs. I was surprised when it began. I did not know that that's what the song was going to be about. That, that that's what's hard but fair? <laughs> yeah, that it, the first line is, I'm alone with my best friend's gal. And I'm like, uh-oh. Go ahead, Where is right this else. going? Now, is it just the singer who's alone, or is it all five of them alone with the? I mean, yeah. Just, you know, by by everyone playing, are they complicit? Are they acknowledging that they sign off? Yeah, good. Hard to Big tell. question. Big question. Should have asked them at the induction. Now, was everyone alive at this induction? Nobody was alive. Nobody. Yeah, no. I mean this this was a group whose first single was 1952. By the time 2015 rolled around, unfortunately, none of the five royales were still alive. That's unfortunate. It is they too bad. did a good job. They got to get those early influencers in. I think it, there should be one a year. Yeah. At least. Or there should be just like a big old shovel, you know? They do a bunch of them all at once, kind of like a time life just rolling through the credits type thing, you know. And this year's early inductors are kind of an in memoriam, but before you got a memoriam them. They might be memoriamed already, though, as the five royales were. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mix it in then, mix it up, you know. The thing about the early influence category is if you are technically truly an early influence, the likelihood of you still being around is very low. Kristen, we've made it to the last song. Oh my gosh. And as you know, I always try to make the last song uplifting, optimistic. And when we think about how a lot of us are getting through this and how we will continue to be able to get through this, it is with each other. So why don't we listen to, with a little help from my friends, the version from the 2015 induction ceremony of Ringo Starr playing with just about everybody else who was there that night. What would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing Try not to sing out a key Oh, I get high with a little help from my friends Yeah, I get high with a little help from my friends Oh, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends What do I do when my love is
That was With a Little Help from My Friends, a performance from the 2015 Rock Hall induction. Ringo Starr being inducted in the musical excellence category. And I'm going to run down just about everybody who I could spot that was there performing. Starts off with Ringo Starr is there. Joe Walsh is playing guitar. Joe Walsh tours with Ringo Starr. They're very close. So Obviously, he was playing. And then Paul Schaefer and his backup band are behind them. You've also got Trey Cool from Green Day is on drums. Ringo brings out Paul McCartney. Then you've got Ricky Bird from the Blackhearts playing guitar. You've got Doyle Bramhall II, who was there for the Stevie Ray Vaughan tribute, also playing guitar. You got Tom Morello and Zach Brown also on guitar. And it's very cute because people start running out because they realize they can mm -hmm. play with Ringo. So you get Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day with Joan Jett. You get Leon Bridges, Miley Cyrus, Mike Durnt from Green Day, Beck. Karen O from the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Patti Smith, Nate Roos from Fun, Bill Withers, Stevie Wonder, Peter Wolf from the Jay Giles Band, Dave Grohl, John Legend, and of course, Gary Clark Jr. Gary Clark Jr. gotta be out there. You know he's gotta You know, be. that made me so sad, Joe. I got so sad. I know it was like so hopeful, but when Billy Joe Armstrong and Joan Jett come out holding hands yeah. to this big thing, it like made me so sad i was just like when's the next time that everyone's gonna be able to be in a room together mm -hmm. happy <laughs> like that like it was so sweet and it is communal. really it's, it's it, oddly very moving when, when i watched it maybe a week or two ago i got emotional for a number of reasons yeah, um, I almost started crying just now watching it. It, it was like... It really stirs something in me. Because there's like a lot of things going on. On one hand, when do you ever see this mix of people ever? Not even just this specific group, but also just like this many musicians from so many different eras and so many different genres all on stage, more or less holding hands. More or less, you know, like they're and all singing 
it's it, it also sounded good like i know you said it seems like they were all just like running out there but it sounded very rehearsed like the mix sounded yeah, rehearsed. The, mix the, is really the, good. the vocal harmonies sounded good it didn't sound like like ringo sounds the worst out of all of them. <laughs> <I guess I laughs> like all them. the harmonies sound really good but they like, are if you watch this video and i encourage everybody to watch this video people are literally running out though i think they didn't know when they were they were like oh and now okay and then it's like yeah. it's like when's our cue and they each go all around their they're in these little groups Pockets. around each microphone and it's so cute stevie wonder has a microphone in front of the other microphone he has his own microphone yeah handheld uh and like and all the other people around him john legend is just it's just very cute and trey cool is playing drums for ringo, ringo. star which yeah. is very cool it's a beautiful thing i think i would like it no matter what and i did like it when it happened because it starts off a little bit not sad but kind of i mean in my opinion lame it feels a little like middle-aged guys pointing at the crowd like yeah you guys are my friends or whatever mm -hmm. but then everybody comes out and i was just like oh, everybody wow and they're all singing this uplifting song and yeah. then you're just realizing i don't know i was certainly struck by the closeness and proximity of everybody it was just a lot yeah, you get some really fun images because of that. There is a shot of Patti Smith, Bill Withers, and Karen O all singing yep. around a microphone. Yeah, and they're all like got their arms wrapped around each other. It's very cute and weird. And also, I mean, these are some of the most famous people on earth. And That's... they're all so excited and happy to be singing with the two surviving Beatles. Yeah, it was very, very cool. And also, it's like these are people, too, who were there inducting their heroes, then getting mm -hmm. to sing with their heroes' heroes and stuff. Like, you know, Miley Cyrus was in her kind of, like, punk-ish phase or her kind of, like, really rebellious phase at that point. And it's just really interesting. I'm like, is she freaked out that she's on stage with the Beatles? Like, is she afraid? Right. <laughs> is Leon Bridges? Like, yeah, it's... it's worried? Really, it's, it's such a crazy moment that can only happen at the rock hall and you know there are jams that happen pretty much at the end of nearly every ceremony but as you know often the artists have left like they don't really care it's, these things tend to be thrown together and it's like whoever is still around is mm -hmm. playing in these jams but so clearly it's everybody from the beginning of the ceremony to the end, every every single person comes out. It's like a really special moment. Yeah, it was really lovely. I just got, and then I also just like, I was like, oh, I miss my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I miss being in the same room as my friends. Yeah. Well, you know, the sentiment no. of that song, you know, I think is true in terms of how we do get through this, which is that we do get to, talk to each other still and, and create new weird but memorable moments whether it's via zoom or phone calls or whatever it's very it's very weird but that's that's what's happening and it is nice that we can still have each other it is true it is true and you know what to our listeners <laughs> we yeah. get by with a little help from you 
We're starting a donation True. drive. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is the time. <laughs> yeah, this is the perfect time to uh, yep. beg you for money. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, that is the 2015 quarantine playlist to review. We had Panic Song from Green Day, Victim of Circumstance from Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, Dropping Up from the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, Lonely Town, Lonely Street from Bill Withers, Empty Arms from Stevie Ray Vaughan, Hanging Around from Lou Reed, I Know It's Hard But It's Fair from the Five Royales, and with a little help from my friends from Ringo Starr and the 2015 Rock Hall All-Stars. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We hope you are enjoying these playlist episodes. If you have any thoughts or whatever, you always can email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com. If you want Kristen to see that, you're going to have to say that somewhere in the message. Otherwise, I'm not sharing it with her. Please follow us on Twitter at rockhallpod and Instagram at rockhallpod. And also on there, we will be linking to our Spotify playlist which is adding all of these quarantine songs into one giant mega mix uh please subscribe <laughs> to us on apple Podcasts. rate and review us five stars only thank you to mike lloyd for the logo thank you to Yusuke kim for the music thank you to joe divine for the equipment thank you to chad briggs and sean keen my roommates for letting me record in the home that i share with them and for Kristen's roommate Ramona Chernak, for the same gosh darn deal thank you to pantheon podcast for hosting us i'm joe pozzala I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the rock ball? of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.